Hey guys, listen, it is currently 11.46 p.m. p.m. And usually when I do these podcasts, like I have something planned out, kind of, kind of. But this is a topic that I have just been just kind of irked by. You know, oh, I'm getting a message. Oh, great. Somebody let me down again. Um, so, <laughs> and I figured that I'd just stay true to the cover art of this podcast and do a little rant. And this is what I've seen on legalism. But this isn't going to be from the perspective of somebody that's like been burnt or hurt by a legalistic community of church people. Um, by the grace of God, I've never like... <sighs> What am I trying to say? I've never been hurt by people like that. I have seen it, you know, in a form in my earlier walk with the Lord when I was much younger, probably around age 10, 11 or 12 or 30. I'm kidding. 10, 11 or 12 when I just, you know, my concept of Christianity was I need to make it to heaven. And if I'm a good person and I pray and I read my Bible every single day, like, then I know that I'm fine. And that at the heart, well, I'm going to get into that. Today, what triggered this rant, I should say, um, was that I saw an Instagram video about how basically, you know, what I was just talking about. Somebody was saying like, oh, um, I'm a if I read my Bible every day, that makes me a good Christian. And then the next um, uh, video cut was like, yeah, that's legalism. But this triggered me so much because I, this, I've seen legalism, it, it is itself, it is problematic. But I've seen people use that term in settings where I don't think legalism really fits. Do you know, I feel like there's two versions of similar things. Like there can be a counterfeit, a counterfeit of um, something. For example, shaking and falling out in one form, that could be the Holy Ghost in another form. That could be another ghost, Jenoba Amin. It's not holy, not holy at all. But do you know, I feel like legalism is a counterfeit for people who are given and passionate to the Lord. It, legalism is that counterfeit version. People who have a passion for the Lord, they do things like meditate on the Word of God day and night. People who have a passion for God, a pure hunger and desire, do everything in their power to please God, to make God smile, you know, to, to position their life where it's holy and acceptable unto God. Romans 12, 1. I beseech ye therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you would present your bodies to be a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable servant. Service. Ooh, excusez-moi. Again, it's now 11.53. So this is, uh, let me focus on this Bible verse that I, so you can really understand where I'm coming from before I do this whole podcast. This is in Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, 
nor stands in the ways of sin, in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and all that he does he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Um, Therefore the wicked will not stand, stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the ways of the, the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Just that whole little first uh, verse. Amen. Praise God. I don't know about you, but we just clearly articulated right there where the Bible says that it's blessed of a man. The man that meditates, the woman that meditates on this Bible day and night. These are the set apart you know, it's that type of heart where it's like, this is the standard I consider to be blessed, to be a man and woman of God, to be somebody that is after his heart. And David is known to be the man after God's heart. You didn't get there by <laughs> meditating on his words some days, some nights. That's not hunger. If you can eat every single day and every single night, Something tells me you, you get hungry and you know how to take care of that. I get hungry for the Lord and I know how to take care of that. I read the word. I meditate on the word. I seek the word. You know, the verse that I've been thinking about lately is um, where the Bible talks about it being it, the glory. It, it, it's the glory of a... Of a um, what is it? Glory of God to hide a matter and the glory of a king to seek it out. I could be wrong. Let's Google. Amen. Praise God for, for Brother Google. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter and the glory of kings to um, search it out. Okay. Praise God. Praise Lamb. That's why I'm so passionate in discovering so many things about this word. Ah, and you get it from passion. So when I saw that post today about, you know, this, this wasn't anybody I know. It was just somebody shared this. Yeah, that's legalism. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. People calling legalism Christians that have put a structure in their lives. Hmm. Yeah. To me, I think it depends on the heart. Because if you think about what I just said earlier, where you can have the same results, but it's from a different source. That is true. Now, what I think of myself when I was younger and me being convinced that if I do good, if I stay doing good, if I, if I have this routine, then that ensures my you know, salvation or safety and making it into heaven. I think that's wrong. I think Jesus ensures your safety and salvation. You can lose your salvation, but that's another podcast episode for another day. But you have to continually hold up the standard of righteousness in your life. You take on the righteousness of Jesus Christ, but you're also be really done. It's like if somebody gives you the gift of soap. Yeah, you took your first shower in a long time, but you're not going to stay clean if you don't keep on taking showers. I don't <laughs> you're going to lose your status of clean if you forsake showering. So, you know. I sh I, listen, I literally was young and I was spiritually young in the faith. So, you know, that's that. I'm grateful to God 
that my relationship with him is not built on routine. However, routine didn't leave my faith as a believer. Structure never left my, 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 you know, my life as a believer. In fact, it's encouraged. When you get the revelation of where your salvation lies in, what your identity is now in, now that you are a believer, when you get all that foundational stuff figured out, you'll find that routine doesn't walk like walk away. I think it's actually unwise as a believer. And I, I guarantee you, you won't find it in a strong believer. Someone that forsakes routine. Somebody that doesn't desire to read their word day and night, even when they don't feel like it. Because at the end of the day, why aren't you reading your word day and night? Why, why is that not common to normal people? I mean, to like Christians. Well, you don't have to read it day and night. Well, why, why aren't you? At least a verse. That's just a question I have to ask. Uh, I don't mean to be condemned, com you know, whatever the word is, condemning. But uh, anyway, <clears throat> but this is the reason why this triggers me is because this is like I've had I've been in, in an argument, one argument with somebody about something like this. And I'm going to give you this story that I it's this is a true story. This isn't one of my made up stories about, you know, thievery or whatever. Um, but this is a true story. I was, you know, I don't want to give too much away, but I was in a crowd of Christians. They were homeschooled. That is setting the scene. If you know, if you know what I mean, they, they, they were homeschooled. Bowl cuts, accents, homeschooled. I listen, if I say more, I've, I fear they're. I, I fear people will know who I'm talking about. I don't fear a thing. Anyways, I'm so tired. I'm sorry. Homeschool people. And this guy was like, I remember him telling a story about how God delivered him from like legalism or something because his roommate was watching something that spiritually made him uneasy it maybe could have been something he was struggling in. Maybe, you know, I'm just guessing because he, he didn't really put anything in there. But basically he was saying he didn't feel that that was something that believers should watch. And he didn't feel that that was something that should be, you know, should should be consumed underneath the guise of their living conditions. Because this was an organization that they were under that, you know told him to live their lives in a very specific standard and he didn't feel that what his roommate was watching was living up to that standard so what this guy did was he abused the tv and broke it he broke this guy's tv because he didn't want that sin to be going on in this house something tells me he wasn't watching aladdin Something tells me. And he apologized. And he took it as something that has something that God had to deliver him from. Listen, when he told that story, I wanted to shout in tongues. I wanted to be like, hallelujah. Not in this house. You have zeal. I've seen that somewhere in the Bible before. 
so much zeal that it makes you abuse. That's probably not a good way to phrase it, but it is what it is. I've already said it. Boom. And I remember looking at this guy and I was like, there is to me, there's nothing wrong with what you did spiritually that there's nothing wrong with what you did. It reminds me of where the Bible tells us if your left hand causes you to sin to cut it off. Oh, well, that's a little extreme. I think that, well, I think the lesson in that, <laughs> in that teaching was anything that causes you or provokes you or could tempt you into leading a life that produces sin, it needs to be immediately taken away from you, immediately handled and immediately eradicated. To me, I think that guy was acting out of that heart. To other believers, it would be seen as legalism. That's the battle that I'm having with right now because I'm seeing a lot of believers see the zeal and the passion people for, for that they're seeing the zeal and the passion in believers that are taking the Bible and are making a stand and are saying, I, I believe what this Bible says and I'm not wavering. I'm not going to make, you know, like, um, what is the word? What is the English word? I'm not going to make exceptions. I'm not going to say, oh, well, I know the Bible says this, but, you know, we're human. I'm not going to live my life like that. I'm going to live a life of faith. I'm going to be violent. I'm going to be confident. I'm going to stand firm. I'm not going to be shaken. What the Bible says, I will do. If the Bible says to not forsake the assembling of the believers, no matter pandemic, no matter death, no matter what, you will see me in the congregation with the congregation in the pulp, not pulpit. Where do the people sit? Ciao. You going to see me there? <laughs> Amen. You will see me there because the Bible says A, B, and C. And I believe the Bible, the B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. I stand alone. I think that's the word. On the word of God, the B-I-B-L-E. You see Christians like that, and I'm telling you, I'm telling you, maybe like you're going to get the response. Well, I think I think you're reaching into legalism. Well, your passion for God is it's getting a little a little legalistic. But rarely have I even even I've rarely even seen this word get applied correctly. It's like we're using it to label slash kind of attack believers that actually believe the Bible, <laughs> what the Bible has to say, that actually have faith. Let me ask you, do you think Christians today would call Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego legalistic? Well, I mean, he's only asking you to bow. I mean, you can ask God for forgiveness later. I think there's grace. We should always leave him for grace. I think you're being a little legalistic when you're, when you're, especially you seeing, thinking that other believers should just not even, not even bow. I think you're not really leaving room for grace. I mean, God knows we're going to fall. God knows we're going to sin. God knows we're going to ABC. You, you should really be more gracious. We're kind of, we're, we're human. We're just like that. This is, we live in a fallen world. Listen, I, I, think, I think you're doing a little too much expecting perfection. It, you, you live if you bow. Why, what are you, God, God, will, God will, I genuinely believe, especially coming out of this recent season of 
what we've seen in the you know the history of the body of Christ recently. Mm-hmm. I genuinely believe believers would have that to say if Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego, the whole shebang in Babylon happened 2021. Well, I think those three guys are being a little much. I mean, God is going to forgive you. I mean, you should. It's dumb to drive without a seatbelt. So why on earth? Why are you even risking you and your friend's life to make a stand for what? Come on. If we don't bow, we get to reach so many people. Think about the people. Think about the other people. And that's that is the battle that it's not really even a battle. That's the irritation that I find myself having. I don't know how to phrase that. I started that off wrong. Because I'm seeing weakly spined, immature believers. And I'll just call it like it is because now it's midnight and I'm tired. Immature Christians with no passion, no fire, no burning at all for nothing. Be the first ones to raise their mouths and criticize believers with balls. That should be a life group title. Believers with balls. Balls enough to make a stand for God. Balls enough to be stupid in their faith. To seem foolish. Well, I think that's a little bit dumb. You're risking the lives of your congregation. Well, God, you know, God asked, God told us to have wisdom and we just need to move in wisdom. And you going this length, I think that's just a little, that's a little much. Possibly a little legalistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're criticizing believers for believing just simply what the Word of God says. Well, I, you know, I want to be a good believer. I want to read my Word. I set up a standard to read my Word day and night. Well, that's legalism. Thank you, Catherine, who's been struggling with insecurity since the age of two. Thanks. I'll take every word of advice from you now. Listen, I, I'm, I'm tired of it. I'm extremely over it. And of, listen... Hear the words that are actually coming out of my mouth. If you want to make me angry, that's one way. <laughs> It'd be anger instead of not, okay? But because even as I say this, I'm sure, well, it's just, well, I hear the words that you're saying, but it seems, it feels like you're saying this. If it didn't come out of my mouth, then I'm not saying it. I don't know how much brain activity that had to happen for you to figure that out. But did you know that if it doesn't come out of someone else's mouth, if words, if something doesn't come out of someone's mouth, then they didn't say it. Mm. You're welcome for that re realization because I've, I've had that response. Well, I'll say something. People will be like, well, it feels like you're saying something completely it not, never came out of my mouth. And it's like, OK, you're not even hearing what I'm actually saying. Hear this. Now I have to go back because I totally forgot what I was saying. Obviously, geniuses. There's a difference. And this is obviously, I'm not yelling at anybody that's listening. It, unless you think like this. Well, good news for you. I'm not even yelling. So, obviously, legalism is a real thing. It's a real problem. Okay? It was, it's been mentioned. It, it's, well, I won't say that. It's a real problem. It's a thing in the body of Christ and it should be addressed when it's appropriate. It should, mm, 
how do I say this? Listen, I'm tired, you guys. It should be appropriately addressed to the appropriate occurrence of it happening. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about people, Christians, false, like wrongly claiming, incorrectly claiming things as legalism when it's just believers having faith and pure, unswaying belief towards what the Word of God literally says. I'm calling that legalism. I'm not talking about people that look down, you know, we can this listen, I can't even think of any good examples, but I'm, I'm not talking about people like that. You should pray for those people because they need help. Genuine help, but we're not talking about that. I'm talking about people that have been criticizing believers, especially, and I, you know, I, I'm just going to talk about it. This guy named COVID, you know, I've been hearing a lot about this guy. The more I hear about this guy, the less I care for him. I've been hearing a lot about this guy named COVID. I'm not a fan. During that season, because it feels like we've been here for, what, five years? During, during the first season of COVID, oh my gosh. It was like, it felt like, it felt like if you had remotely any belief that the Bible was real, you were like getting criticized by believers. You don't know how full my DMs were during that first season of COVID. Well, do you not think the leaders are, are trying to move in wisdom? Do you not? Well, I just don't. Well, we're the body, says the guy. We're, we're the building. The body of Christ is the house of God, we're, is the real building, says the guy who's never owned a building. Not interested in what you have to say at all it, it i'm serious it felt it felt like if if christians were in charge of like the law they could have just incriminated it felt like you were gonna get charged for actually having faith and believing that god's a healer like if you actually acted out in faith and and didn't respond in fear it felt like as a believer that you were it was like you're insane for believing that jesus heals everything or anything you're insane and it's like weren't you the one that like amened in church when the pastor preached messages about this weren't you the one that like post about jesus on resurrection sunday you know the guy that raised from the dead huh huh don't you believe in him wait what aren't you the one that sings the loudest when it's like, hallelujah, you're the one with your hands the highest. That's you. And then when it's time to walk it out, it's like, you, you don't muster up whatever faith you got. You turn on your brothers and sisters in the faith and criticize them for acting on their faith too. That's strange. And I'll for. <laughs> I'll try not to bring it up as I keep going, but it's just such a, such a perfect example of what I'm saying. Where people, I'm serious, like people would look at me and look at other believers and, and I'm not talking, you know, just any other believer. I'm talking people with ministries. I'm talking people with es established ministries, with followings, moving in faith. The criticism that they faced was unreal, like ridiculously unreal.
the the amount of just I won't even call it judgment because judgments everybody does that I don't know why people only God can judge you okay well you judge whether or not to wear that purple sweater today so you just contradicted yourself only God can judge us against the haters Uh, no everybody judges okay stop but it wasn't judgment it was like I don't even want to go as far as saying condemnation it was harsh it was critique yeah whatever it was ridiculous well, I think that's a little, that's a little legalistic. I think, I think you're being extreme. I don't think you're being wise. Well, I've got news for you. The foolishness of God is why is wise, wiser than, than the wisest of all men. And I know that I slurred that, but it's in the Bible and it is profound. And the wisdom of God is wiser than the wisest of all men. Am I a fool to believe that Jesus heals? Am I a fool to believe what this Bible really says? You think I'm a fool? Then dock me as the number one, the greatest fool ever for Jesus. Because faith was never built on your understanding. You empty brained. It wasn't built on your understanding. How dare you critique believers for having passion for their Lord and Savior, doing everything they can to just to build that hunger and that fire that they feel for him. I hate this attitude so much where you'll be worshiping. Do you know? I wish this wasn't real, but there will be times I'll be worshiping the Lord and I get somebody. Well, we can hear you all the way from here. Well, you know, you do that shouting thing and screaming thing. You don't have to say every verse that the pastor quotes. You don't have to say it with him. That's why it's on the screen. Okay. And then you, I wish this wasn't true, but then later on, you'll see them come up for an altar call where it's like, who feels dry? Like you you haven't been seeing anything happen in your walk with the Lord. And they'll by the, by the storm, by this, by a storm, all of those critique, all of those critics will come up to the front to receive a fresh fire. Praise God. But you were so busy. You using your mouth to tear another believer down to be at your level. That's, (laughs) that's what I'm talking about. Now that irritates me. On a Sunday morning at 12 in the morning. Okay. That will irritate me. Those people. I'm, and it's the same. I wish. It's kind of funny. But it's the same people that are calling believers legalist. Legalistic. Well, that's the, we're stepping into legalism. Okay. And you might as well also while you're here calling me a legalist. You also might admit that you haven't had a single... I'm not going to tear you. I'm not going to. That's enough for me. These people, they're the same kinds of people. They're not, they're not complex. They're really not complex people that these aren't people that have been burning for the Lord, seeing incredible signs and wonders and miracles, seeing God use their hand for great things, seeing God raise them up to great levels. Those people, these aren't those people. Those people are not busy critiquing and criticizing other believers for having childlike faith for the craziest of things during the hardest of seasons during having you know 
when everybody is afraid of dying and they are living life more abundantly. Those aren't the people there. Those people that are seeing God move incredibly, the hand of God just on their life. They're not busy critiquing passionate believers. I'm pretty sure they're busy hanging out and being passionate believers because you don't really have time to focus on looking down on believers and like being like your faith is too, 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 too wild. Your faith is, you know how many Christian songs we have? Your love is wild. And it's like people, people are like, they, those type of people, they stay contradicting themselves. I don't really get it. I don't really like, what are you, why are you here? What are you, what are you actually saying? And, you know, for the, by the love of God, because God is so good. You'll see those people take account of where they are spiritually and get things right. And I love seeing those people come back to life, get back on fire, realize some things. It's, it's refreshing. It really is. But don't criticize me. Don't annoy me when you're on. Don't do it to me. Don't call people. Don't call things that are legalistic, that are basic, that are just literally biblical commands and biblical wisdom, biblical insight. That's like, that's like, like getting like professional advice and calling it. Well, I think you're doing a little extra. It's always the people that do a little extra that get a lot more. Have you realized that? Well, I think you're being a kiss up. It's, it's basically that. Oh, she's just a teacher's pet. Uh, who's complaining but you? Uh, <laughs> the person that literally doesn't benefit or doesn't get harmed at all is complaining. My faith shouldn't harm you. It should encourage you and inspire you. But it should not harm you to the point where you sit back and criticize it. I think that's a little odd. It's not directed to you, for you. It's, I will never, ever <laughs> build my faith on you or y'all. <coughs> that was not a cough. Sorry, guys. I had some bat soup in Wuhan good times a little tangy I don't build my faith on you I think you're being a little legalistic I think you're being a little legalistic you're just I think you're taking the Bible a little too literally okay well well it's a little too late for that I already gave my life to this guy what do you want me to do now I think you're being insular. When Jesus, when it was said in the Bible that he healed all diseases and sickness, did he? Did it really mean all? Those are those people. I'm, sh I'm telling you, those people have asked that that question. Did it really mean all? You telling me you don't have faith to believe that God actually says and does what He does, and you don't have faith to believe? It, how do you? How, how do y'all even sit through church? Especially the type of church that I go to, where it's like you know, faith words well, the same God that did it 2000 years ago was going to do it today in your life. He is that same God. He's never died. He didn't go anywhere. He was and is and is to come. He's the same God. And they'll, oh, hallelujah. Amen. I receive it. Yes. You know, give a little, give a church clap. And then when it's time to really see and believe in the same God that did it in the Bible, it's like, well, well, God isn't, 
He doesn't move the same way. God is, we often put God in a box. It's not a box. If, if it's in the Bible and God says that's who he is, well, we often put God in a box. You know, I expected God to heal me, but we often put God in a box. That's not a box. That's basic expected. That's, that's what he's there to do. Like, that's, that's who he is. We often, you know, I, I've been dealing with hemorrhoids for a while and, you know, I think we just put God in a box because I didn't get any healing. Uh, that's not a box. Just say you didn't have faith. Just say you doubted and it totally screwed up everything and, you know, just move along and take your cream. Okay? Just, no. And then, you know, it's so annoying. Anyways, I'm already, I'm done being annoyed. But if you are that believer that has that passion, this is personally why I love new believers because they are so passionate. They're like the best person, people to be around. New Christians or people that just return back to God, but they have that passion and that zeal and that fire for God where it's, where all they post about is like Jesus and like they start, the only thing in their playlist is like Jesus culture and like all the Christian people and all their posts are like, flower recursive quotes on the beach as corny as those pictures that they repost are those are the best type of people ever i'm telling you those people just encourage me and set just they just oh my fire and their fire it's like it builds i love those type of believers because it makes you see God in a childlike way again well they they just rejoice over like what seems to me like a, you know a seasoned believer like a like a like oh you know that's usual you know you know God's good he provides and they're just like oh you guys you gave me a parking spot and it's like hallelujah God is so good even in that area you know and all those doubtful Christians and well is that really God or is that just you shut up don't 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 take my reason to praise God away from me. Is that really good, or is that just go put some lotion on your knees? You're dry. Your life is dry. Your knees are dry. Your mom is dry. Your future's dry. Everything about you is dry. Is that really God, or is that? Oh my gosh. Did God really heal all? <laughs> Please. I just cannot. If you are that passionate believer, whether you're a new believer, whether you just got that fire back, whether you've been keeping it burning ablaze for a long time, keep the passion. You know, make those people who criticize you look at your life and just learn from their mistakes. Look, let those people that criticize you look at the goodness of God that happens in your life and just, just you don't even have to wait to watch them, you know, you know, ooh, I should probably should uh, probably shouldn't have said that. Just know in advance that God is pleased. There's nowhere in the kingdom of God where doing more for God is just not is not going to benefit you. Well, that's doing a little much. Well, you know, we serve a God of, the, of abundance. So, you know, if I want to give this more, if I want to do this much more, if I want to read the Bible this many times, I'm going to. 
God is good. That they might not have come to church for blessings like that one song says, but but you did. And you're you you're here to receive the goodness of God. And that's good. That is what a child of God does. You receive from your father and he gives good gifts like all the time, every single day. So don't ever let these dry, dried up, boring believers with nothing to believe for past like what? I don't know, like and what a new show to watch on Netflix. I don't there's not much to expect and believe in their lives, I'm guessing. Don't let those people take away your joy, your zeal, your passion, and don't let those people muzzle it up. Don't let those people steal your praise from you. Don't let those people steal your amens from you. Don't let those people quiet you and silence you. Because the enemy will use people like that. People that seem familiar. People, people that are supposed to be on your side, on your team. The enemy will use people like that. And, you know, they probably might be going through it and just saying stuff, just, you know, popping out at the mouth, popping at the mouth, popping off at the mouth. Not even know what they're saying. But the enemy is going to use, would use people like that to take away the thing that God has put inside of you. Man should not be the one to take it away. Don't let those people steal that from you. Don't let people who think you're stupid for doing something huge or having faith in something that logically doesn't make sense. Don't let those people, don't let those people get to you. They're ridiculous in, in, you know, in speech. I'm, I'm trying to say this with love. <laughs> okay. With peace and love. They're ridiculous in speech. Okay. They're going through it. Probably. Most likely. I'm telling you. They're, they're, God is pleased with people with, who have longevity. People who, who in the face of, of persecution, in the face of like critiquing, in the face of harsh rebukes that's undeserved, and still say, yeah, but I, I, I still decide to praise my God, to serve my God, to believe in my God. I'm still going to do this. Because I am a Christian. I am a C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N. And I still believe. God is pleased with those type of people. There's, there's something, there's a quality in you that's pleasing to God. And if, it, if you're doing something that pleases God and pisses people off, I think, you're, in, I think you're, in, you're walking in the great direction. Because you, you certainly do not want to please those people and do something that, you know, angers God. That's not a good position to be in. Not at all. Anyways, that's my rant. You know, if you're going to call something legalistic, let it be like, you know, something that's like false teaching. Like, oh, if you, I don't even know. Like, what, what? But you do want to do something that pleases God. You do want to live your life in a way that pleases God. Not to gain right standing with Him, but to please God and, you know, glory in Him. And be like, I love you so much. You'd want to do that from a place of love and not a place to gain status and, you know, keep or feel like you have to keep your status. Well, I'm doing this to just, you know, it's like those like scams where it's like if you if you buy this many cleaning products, then, you know, you'll still be a member of this whatever. No, you 
This isn't a cult. Everything should be from love. From love, from desire, from zeal, from I love God. Oh, day and night, it pleases me. And I know it pleases you. Now that that's a good relationship to have with the Lord. I'm telling you. If you really love God and you 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 desire to serve him well, and your desire is to serve him well, not not to make sure that you're still going to heaven and uh, well, I just don't want to be bad. I just I want to be no, your your desire Jesus secured your salvation and now you live a life to please him because that is what you want. He's giving you that desire and quite frankly, you probably don't even know you probably I don't know. It's just like you also have that desire yourself. I don't think you'll be in danger of falling into the realm of legalism. If you keep that desire and passion and fire and longing for him and all things true in him, just his word and everything about him, you keep that there. I don't think you're in danger of falling into legalism. I think the people in danger of falling into legalism are people who have nothing going on and they're trying to sustain or they probably once were on fire and they, you know, lost a fire and are trying to sustain it through the practices that their fire produced or, you know, made them do. You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about? Like if I was on fire for the Lord, I'd want to, you know, I'm studying his word. I'm listening to worship music. And then I lost the fire because, you know, probably I wasn't, you know, I'm watching, I'm putting this in my system or something that's or watching this other stuff or just not listening to preaching that's you know building me up or listening to teaching that's like really challenging me and or or I'm probably just reading and not meditating and allowing God to speak to me and whatever whatever I'm just I've I've started to transition into routine it's legalism it's legalistic because it's just like the reason why you're doing it is to, you know to appear it's, well you know I just I'm such a good Christian and this is that and I well I know I'm saved because I do this well, I know I'm in right standing with God because I do this. You're in right standing with God because of Jesus. And out of your desire and passion for the Lord, you do A, B, and C. Because works doesn't matter, but it's not your works that saves you. Anyways, I hope I broke that down. I'm tired. I'm going to go sleep. It's 1234. God bless you. I know that I said I was going to do part two of the anxiety um, podcast soon. I will. I told, I said that I was, that was going to be like the last episode, but obviously that was not the case. Um, but I will do it soon. You know, I, I was listening to it and I felt, I felt fired up. I was like, yay, Shondai, you know, like, hey, anxiety is not mine. That is an attack of the enemy. I rebuke it. And, and you know, in the name of Jesus, like, yeah, I was feeling fired up. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Feeling it now. So, um, Mm, hey, Shandai. I'm going to log off. I'm going to pray that you have a great night. You can find me on Instagram at Creasoleaf. C H R I S O L Y T H E. That's my name. Find me there. Follow me. Give me a follow. Yeah. I know you're listening. <laughs> I see the stats. I know you're out there. Anyways, good night, you guys. Bye.